0: The golden rule says you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But an unfortunate truth is that idea doesn't account for the driving power of wanting to prove someone wrong or get even. Media moguls Vince McMahon and Ted Turner turned the 90s cable airwaves into an open war zone of professional wrestling with millions of fans. The global superpowers of the 20th century even threw down to be the first to send a man to the moon just as a flex. There are stories where people crash and burn in perceived mutual hatred, too. Like naturalist Charles Waterton humiliating himself trying to bring down American burning icon James Audubon. But that's the beauty of beef. It's funny. It's dark. It's humanity in a nutshell. And it's a triple gold signal award-winning show from Next Chapter Podcasts. I'm Bridget Todd. Join me as I serve up the juiciest rivalries you've never heard of. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts. Selling a little or a lot?
1: So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. Sold! Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live.
2: My return to bread this past week has been... Talk about a romance. This was the of the year. I like went to my parents on Christmas Eve, and basically from that day until now, I've existed on a carb-only diet, occasionally taking a break for... <laughs> spoons of sugar. It was maybe the best week of my whole life.
1: So we're off the wagon, basically.
2: I mean, yeah, tomorrow we got to get back on. But I,
1: yes, I I got in such good shape
2: this year. And I just went hog. Wild. During That's the what's. This is the thing. This
1: is what sucks so about it's like. Okay, I'm not gonna drink soda for like ever, and then you have one Coke Zero, and you're like, I am an absolute drug addict, and that- you just are like, <laughs> then you're just drinking a two
2: liter. Like it's so sad. So does the thing that will never get me, like it? It wouldn't matter. That's one thing I think I'm off of for, for good. Oh,
1: good for you. Good for you. I don't you, know why. I not. mean, the
2: occasional Pellegrino, but I don't know. I don't like the way it makes me feel. Those bubbles. I don't know. I don't know why. Oh, I'm all I'm gassing up. I'm. I'm you are a Coke it. Zero aficionado. If I, I could be like.
1: sponsored, are you kidding me?
2: That was whenever I, and this is neither good nor bad, but whenever I think about. Soda in general, I only think about Jill Zarin and the amount of diet cokes that she drinks in a day is truly like medically unsound. I might add, and I I think that she's very public about it. Like she's been on the internet, packing suitcases of Diet Coke when she goes abroad. Yeah. Yeah. This is the thing. It's like- (laughs) That's someone who's not well. I mean, honestly, not well. Go ahead. Yeah. You ate
1: bread for like two days and you're like, oh no, what will I do? Like there's people that just inject poison into them every single day and they're like leading lives like no other. You know, that's what I don't get. It's so
2: funny too, especially people that get obsessed with like Diet Coke is truly, truly tastes like battery acid. Especially like with once of sugar.
1: You've, once you've hit over to Coke Zero, Diet Coke tastes like nothing. Like it truly tastes so, hollow.
2: Does Coke Zero taste like Coca-Cola?
1: No, because it's it's still in a diet realm, but cause regular Coke, if I drink a regular Coke, I'll like almost die from the sugar. Like, it's right. so sweet, and it makes me so feel so sick. Whereas, okay. like, a Coke Zero is just, like, a flavorful version of Diet Coke.
2: Okay. One thing I it's cannot ama- abide, it's, even, it's like... It's a perfect medium. Let me tell you this. If I was in a restaurant choking and the only beverage available to clear my airways was Diet Pepsi, I would look at the person and sign <laughs> to them, let me die. No, I, I was drinking out of a Pepsi cup one Diet day. Diet Pepsi. And, and I you said, is, are you drinking Pepsi? You screamed at
1: me. The wor- most sad you've ever been at me.
2: I think that it. I, my memory of Diet Pepsi is that it tastes like foot shavings and, <laughs> and sweetened water. <love. laughs> It's just so, it's like the most foul, unsellable, undrinkable beverage in in the world. Hey, y'all drinks Diet Pepsi, doesn't she? Isn't she like a big- She's a Pepsi spokesmodel. Hey, y'all. She was pretty quiet over the holidays, Britney Spears.
1: She's celebrating.
2: I guess, with the book of the year.
1: Book of the year. The new New Testament.
2: Yep. I wonder how many writers will be on the sequel.
1: <laughs> you keep bringing up the second book and you're the only person talking about the second book.
2: I don't think that the rest of us have
1: the rest of us have already decided that the second book's never coming.
2: What did you Well, first of all, I want to I know what's coming right now, okay. listeners, so I'm afraid of how I want to wedge myself into the next probably 90 minutes that Chris is going to go on about this because <laughs> I want to ask Chris what he did how his new year's Eve was. And I know that he is like, like no other topic in the history of this podcast. He is chomping at the clit to talk about new year's Rockin' Eve and what an apparent abomination it was.
1: Dominic. I'm so sorry to derail this, but Rebecca Bregman has just sent in late breaking news. LA judge. Hold on. LA judge finds Tom Girardi competent to stand trial, CBS. Oh,
2: stories. I saw, I saw this. I, this. This is, this is, well, it's not like old. I mean, it came out earlier today.
1: Oh, really? Are, I'm just yeah. seeing, it. I'm just getting eyes on it now. And that's a story. I'm sorry to say. Are,
2: are that changes so much that he's competent. Do you think Erica Jane is going down?
1: No, I just think she's, I God only knows what her next move is going to be because there was a lot that was up to stuff because of him claiming he was incompetent that I wonder if she'll go back on now. Anyway, moving right along <sighs> new year's rock and Eve. One thing it wasn't was rocking. I'll say that much. What, what is your biggest
2: complaint about
1: it? It was unwatchable. Everything about it. It now listen, is it ever perfect? No. Is it new year's coverage? Yes. Was this year like? Here's Green Day for the third time, and they're 97 years old, performing from L.A. There was just one. There was one performance in New York, and it was LL Cool J singing a song that I've watched him perform for 25 years.
2: What song was it?
1: Mama said, "Knock you out."
2: Oh no! Said, really? Like, and, and like, so I love yeah. LL
1: Cool J. Don't get me wrong, well, but when I tell yeah. you, first and foremost. Is Jenny McCarthy okay? We all as a society need to check on her. Because Rita Ora, who is beautiful, by the way, and like what didn't do terrible job replaced Jenny McCarthy. And I think I'm ner- I'm scared for Jenny
2: McCarthy. Wait, so she wasn't on the broadcast at all. Not
1: a, not hide nor She's hair. probably
2: just had enough.
1: No, she no. Are you kidding me?
2: You think that they they needed to call in Rita Ora because there was some sort of medical emergency? I think that they fired
1: her and I think that she's on a bridge is what I think.
2: Well, I will say this. I and by the way, when we're speaking of New Year's Rockin' Eve, we are just speaking of the one ABC. Correct. You, you're talking just about the well, Ryan I can Sechrest I can hosted. talk about
1: I can talk about more because once I was like I simply can't watch this anymore. I popped right on over to CNN, um watching Anderson and Andy and it was worse.
2: Well, yeah, I only saw clips this year. I was um I was overseas. I was abroad and as I'm looking in this mirror at these tits, I am still very much abroad. abroad. <laughs> I was in Paris this year on New Year's Eve, and I didn't see clips of anything until the following day. And I did see Andy and Anderson and Matt uh, Rogers and Bowen and Yang all together. And I watched about 10 seconds of that, and I decided I didn't want to be gay anymore. So that's the announcement <laughs> I have for this broadcast.
0: Please, I know it a- sounds
2: bitter and jealous, and maybe it is all those things, but I'm just like... Please. Come on. Come on.
1: Please know that someone messaged us and was like, have you ever thought about having Bo and Yang on your podcast? And I was like, yes, but I don't think that he would ever answer us or want to be on this podcast.
2: Why do you think he wouldn't want to be here? Because he's on SNL. (laughs) I was having this discussion with someone today about Andy Cohen and, uh, you know, how much longer he would do... What he does. Do you... Is is Matt Rogers being groomed as Andy's heir apparent?
1: I don't think so. I just don't see it
2: happening. Did Andy say something about power bottoms on the thing? He, he might says, have. Like, I only... Party, I couldn't... Pass again, around party bottoms. That's what he said. I watched he just, said that on CNN well just he was trying to make a joke and he said I, I you know, I don't want straight people knowing all of our terms even oh, the ones God. that listen to this podcast something has to be left at home and pass around party bottoms is one of those things <laughs> oh, <God>. um, I-
1: <laughs> it was I only could watch it for a little bit when Andy was quizzing Anderson about did someone from Vanderpump rules say this or just a normal person in pop culture and Anderson Cooper, who let me remind everyone listening is a Vanderbilt and has never worked like for a paycheck a day in his life and has been groomed his entire life to be a wealthy 1% celebrity was like, who said this and has no idea what any of it was. And then Ariana Maddox was coming in with like quotes. And then I just had to change the channel back to the only semblance of an anchor in the storm who was Ryan Seacrest as much as it pains me to say.
2: Well, cause hosting is hard. As we all it know. is hard. And, and he
1: thankfully looked like a normal human being hosting a show that wasn't sitting there wishing he was anywhere else. It was terrible. Um, and then every, every musical performance was like, here's someone from 45 years. Here's Ellie Golding singing a song from 2014. That was the performances.
2: Meanwhile, maybe people were just fucking afraid to go to Times Square this year. With the whole world at war. I couldn't get far enough away from New
1: York for New Year's. It was it was crazy. Okay. Joao Leto performed.
2: What did he perform?
1: His only song that I know the words to. Oh
2: God. Is this why he climbed the Empire State Building? Then all that song from the new album.
1: Then at 1230, instead of like a real performer coming on, like someone with a number one song. They had Matt friend, the guy that does all the impressions on Instagram, come on and do random impressions of celebrities at 1231
2: p.m. I guess these shows are not, not as star studded as they it's, used to be. When Mariah came out and said she was told there would be tea. I guess the genre peaked Dominic. It was. So then it's like, okay, Happy New Year, Midnight.
1: That was the worst show I've ever seen. Then it's like, now we're going to kick off our LA performances. First person that comes out, Dochi, the one that sings that, what it is, ho, what's up? Song that I'm obsessed with. Okay. Great performance. Then we have Cardi B come out and perform. Then we have Megan Thee Stallion. It was like after Midnight in New York, every celebrity had woken up and was ready to perform at the fucking- oh, wow.
2: It was- insane how well, some of those performers should only be seen after midnight anyway yeah I mean, well, megan and cardi clothed
1: yes yeah, surprisingly yes actually huh. well, i was probably cold
2: it's probably but, cold out there
1: well as famously dominic you know the cardi b says that a hoe never gets cold
2: oh i didn't know that actually <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's from that's a throwback that's like a deep cut um then they had like uh chic and niall rogers come on doing like mm-hmm. all the I love like it was a gr- after new york was over it was a great performance but the whole I- time for for hours beforehand i was like bopping ready to go it's like here's a pop celebrity that d- isn't famous anymore singing a song
2: hmm. it was terrible well speaking of terrible some of our favorite celebrities from years gone by had did not have a good did not ring in the new year happily they sure do. Speaking, of course, of rumored couple, Paula Abdul and Ian Zeering. I'm just kidding, but we're gonna talk about them both. <laughs> um, but I they by the way, I'd I'd watch the two of them uh go I'd I'd watch no. their OnlyFans. Paula and first of all, Ian Ziering, he, he of uh Beverly Hills 90210 is 59 years old, and he was assaulted by a biker gang and it was caught on video. They clipped his car and he got out of the car and started swinging at them and it was all... Wait, let's let's rephrase. He assaulted them, by the way. Well, I mean, I (laughs) believe there are many sides to this story, but they must have done something to him and he got out of the car and They were swinging at each other, and his daughter ran away, and she was very upset, and their emotional reunion is captured on camera. Thankfully, everyone's okay. But the real headline of this story is not how dangerous the streets of Los Angeles are. The headline is that at age 59, Ian Ziering is still a hot, bubbling piece of ass. Oh, like, I don't where know. Where has he been hiding?
1: The pictures I saw, I was like, ooh. I was oh, not. Wait, I, you need I, to clean
2: your glasses. I, I mean, have to I'm be in am looking at him and I'm like, wow. You're saw saw the the still he runs. Still-
1: he runs up to them and then pushes the one guy and then they all just descend on him. They're like, how dare you think you're about to do this right now? And then they wreck him from tip to taint and he has to run away scared. And I was like, honestly. Oh, well, he
2: was being attacked by a gang.
1: Yeah. that Because he started it. <laughs> You're saying that I and Dominic, I need you to go watch an entire the video. Watch the video where he gets out of his car, runs up to them, and it.
2: attacks them. I they, feel like I feel like I they entered. Were like, well, I feel like I entered the video thinking that I there was a whole minute beforehand that I didn't see. I like, think
1: maybe they cut him off or like something like that. You know what I mean? Like right. it was like like I'm sure that like they were like. Doing road rage to each other, and then he like got out of the car and was like "fuck you," and then they were like, "oh, you just put your hands on me? Absolutely not."
2: Or maybe I heard that they drove up on the side of the car and they were like, "oh, look, it's fucking David (laughs) Silver," and he was like, "that was not my character's name, you punks." No, like that started beating them.
1: That's the energy he brings to the beginning of the video. I will say,
2: I'll take it. You know, sometimes those guys are a lot of fun for like six, seven minutes, but. You know, there's still six, seven minutes of fun. Then you never talk to them
1: again. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't believe you don't find Ian's earring attractive. I really I, I mean, I haven't seen him in ninety seven years,
1: but I don't know. The pictures I saw, I was like, uh But sixty? He's almost sixty?
2: That means A, I'm even older than I think. And B, I want to have sex with Ian's earring. I'm okay. just gonna put it out there in the universe. Good. Would you die if I came here next, next week? And I was like, you'll never guess who just left my apartment. Ian Zering.
1: I'll be so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, but let's, uh, speaking of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, let's go to our girl, Paula Abdul, who after 20 years of silence is accusing former uh, American Idol producer. And so you think you can dance judge? Nigel Lithgow of sexual assault on more than one occasion. Um, I mean,
1: what a what a name I haven't heard in nine. Speaking of, just like Ian Ziering, a name I haven't heard in nine thousand years, Nigel Lithgow.
2: Right, right. I was never a big "So You Think You Can Dance" guy, but I know who he is. He's he's. I can't remember the exact words he used, but he did say something along the lines of like, "Paula is an erratic person." I believe he used the word <laughs> erratic, which you- is <laughs> sort of like you believe all women, obviously, but. She does come with a certain amount of baggage, where everyone's going well, we, to no, I mean, raise an eyebrow about it. Everyone's going to raise an eyebrow. know.
1: Let's throw it back to American Idol. Like we, we went through a lot with her.
2: Oh, absolutely. We've and been by through a lot. lot with we Paula mean Abdul. hundreds of bottles of pills. Yes. Yeah, we've like, been through we, all of that with. We've her. been
1: we've been through a lot with Paula Abdul. Again, believe women, but we've been through a lot.
2: Remember a reality show? I believe it was like eight hours just of her crying about things unintelligibly, the movie and then went off the air. Yeah, about the Bratz movie. Bad. Yeah. Well, remember whenever
1: she said that she was in a plane crash? <laughs>
2: I'm still. And everyone I is like, about "The Bratz movie." I'm still laughing about that part. <laughs> Well,
1: she yeah. said that she was in a plane crash and everyone was like, what plane crash? And she's like, I was in a plane crash and they ever like, she can't tell me where, when, which, why, or how, but she because like, swears, she dreamt it, but it was very she, real. It she swears real. she was in a plane crash. It
2: felt real. Speaking of a plane crash. Um, wait, but really quickly. <laughs> yes. But thank you. Because this But that means all this crash. to say,
1: like, who is the perfect victim for this to be like, a predator to pounce on is Paula Abdul. Cause, uh, cause oh, they know.
2: If like, you're do I believe it 100%? a hundred yeah. percent? Yes. Because if you're a that- defense attorney, you want every plaintiff to be Paula Abdul. If yes. she's available. There's yeah. no, there's no, no doubt. Like, um, which sucks because I don't know. Nigel Lisco does seem like a bit of a scumbag. And I don't yeah. think that Paula would lie about something. I mean, like
1: look at a picture of him and that's all you really need. I look, look he's at his sort face of, and I was yeah. like, okay. He's, <laughs> he's,
2: he's sort of like the judge version of Russell Brand. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, who has crash landed into pop culture and is taking over is Miss Gypsy Rose Lee. Jesus Christ, this girl gets out of jail, slaps on a wig from Ricky's, trots around her husband, gets a TikTok, says she's going to Missouri to meet Taylor Swift. It's like, no, 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 not everyone who kills their mother gets to meet Taylor Swift, Gypsy Rose Lee. You got to wait in line for that why uh, and they why? she was gonna go to the chiefs game and they told her not to come because they didn't want to start shit they were like it's just not a good idea no. so she is now you know a full-blown celebrity and look god bless this girl and i'm not even joking like what she went through you know i, I don't think i've ever been mad at someone where they've wronged me so much that i wanted to kill them but after everything she supposedly went through Jesus, like she deserves a life. There's no doubt well, about it. Well, not even She's supposedly like times.
1: legitimately went through, like it's not even, it's not even a legend. 100%.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, um, no, her mother was an absolute monster, which like every single, in the documentary about them, every single human being that had any opinion of her mom was like, she wanted to murder everyone in the world. Like the mom that's dead, like RIP, but like, Every single human being in the documentary says that her mom is an ap- was an absolute monster and everything.
2: And I, I don't dispute like, that. I don't God. dispute it.
1: Um, However, does, does she need to be best friends with Taylor Swift? No. <laughs>
2: no. But, but the other thing is like, she's got this fame, she has her freedom, and then she trots out a husband. It's like, gypsy, gypsy, gypsy. No, 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 no. This is- No, you're single your zenith and ready right to mingle. This, yeah. is re- <laughs> this is when you get all the dick. What are you doing? Okay. This Rack is it up.
1: Dominic, the fact that you and I did not have cameras rolling on this woman as she walked out of prison is an absolute crime. Well,
2: she- I, I will not say too much, but- because I work with a network that did have the cameras there- and was, is rolling on. Okay, she's being rolled God. on. Okay. Yeah. God. Is, yeah we, okay. We're not. Yeah, All right, right. We're is, good to
1: go. Okay. We're this this already
2: walls. a done deal. Okay, yeah, which I think it's been know. announced. I don't know if I'm supposed to, talk no, but she's, she'll be on means, your television sets soon. Hopefully with a stylist. That's important. I know that's it's important. 2024. We definitely don't talk about people's physical appearances, but it's sort of my thing. Well, she doesn't have any teeth like she like, well, she's, got she's like a, those
1: four in front. She's a medical marvel. Like, you know what I mean? Like her mom put a port right. in her body. Like it's not like she's been through a lot.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm not we are making predictions for 2024 today is sort of the theme. We're not fixing anybody. And I don't want to make an early one, but I got to tell you this is someone who needs to be monitored medically at all times because the tragedy would be if she gets out of jail and then because of all the harm that her mother put her through yeah like starts drinking go, and just
1: dies falls no, down or dead or <laughs> that it
2: just medically it catches up with her like in the next year or two and she yeah. dies i mean her body was under a lot of strain based on her mother's uh and like roots.
1: for no for no reason that's the other at thing. All. it's not even yeah that's bad um, I think she like not to jump into the predictions, but she's coming out of the gate strong, and I'm liking it.
2: I think that she just shouldn't be married. That that's it. I think she yeah, shouldn't yeah. If married. we could
1: get her on the Bachelor, are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> I think she needs to stay away from uh, <laughs> F- Taylor right. Swift too. Well, you know what I love about Taylor Swift though, like this is she's so famous that so many times over the past year, people have tried to attach their pet causes to her. And I remember that uh, hotel workers were going on strike in Los Angeles and they were trying to capitalize on Taylor Swift coming to Los Angeles, saying like they wanted her to make a statement or maybe she should just stay on her tour bus and not in a hotel. It's just like, what is Taylor Swift supposed to do? Like, she can't she can't stay in a hotel because you don't like your job. Should she not eat at Krispy Kreme because the people at Dunkin' Donuts are unhappy? It What's, was just so – people are just throwing their charities onto her and, like, trying to blackmail celebrities into supporting their causes. And, like, I mean, they're a because, horrible
1: person if they don't. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, like right. I love whenever they – I love whenever people are, like, someone posts something about whatever, and they're like, but you're not posting anything about Israel. And it's like, okay, like – I'm not qualified to be posting anything about Israel. Like, right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like that's not what I'm here for. Like, don't you no. shouldn't want to listen to what I have to say about it. So, like, get the fuck out of here.
2: It's rare that we have anything other than glorious news about global icon share to share on this broadcast. But apparently Elijah Blue, Share's son, is in a uh conservatorship uh under share because he is having uh Mental health issues and possible return of his uh, addiction issues, and is unable to manage his own affairs, and so Cher is now doing it, according to the New York Post. But Cher was. What, is, what hmm?
1: assets does Cher's son have?
2: Well, I mean, he was also, um, he's also an Alman. You know, he's also, uh, you know, Greg Alman was his dad, and Cher is his mom. I'm sure he's got stuff. Yeah, I mean, you That's don't think that he has anything. So basically no, your right. your argument here, you're coming in with why would you need a conservatorship over someone who doesn't have things? But the, that's, that's the
1: point of a conservatorship is to like control assets. Do you know but, what I mean? So he's
2: gotta have some. He's well, he yeah, sure got right. But what does share care? She doesn't fucking know. I don't know. What do you think he may what 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 would we fantasize he has that are the assets? Do you think that maybe he's got like his mom's own? <laughs> Like,
1: like, like Bob Mackie, 30 dress of her old wigs. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah.
2: Sonny Bono's clip on mustache. She, yeah. Some <laughs> like, of the, yeah. Some of the old Bob Mackie outfits. Like, yeah, I'm like, fantasizing that he's got I think a leather he, I, jacket
1: I, I, from her. Like, anything.
2: <laughs> the lipstick from the, the slip she wore when she did the makeover in Moonstruck. Yeah. What, what will it be? My God. That's weird, though. Nicholas Cage's wooden hand, hand from, from struck. struck. <laughs> this is terrible. This man is seriously ill, and we are. I know I, we're, we're putting up. a museum <laughs> in his basement. I know that's fucked a up. gay museum, no less. But we do wish you well, Elijah Blue, and we hope that you are not under that conservatorship for much longer. Um, over the holiday break, uh, Taraji P. Henson, let it be known that she is here and she is done taking your shit. And she spoke um, very passionately about pay disparity amongst um, actresses, particularly actresses of color and her experience leaving empire and being on top of the world and then not getting a good gig right after that uh, for a number of reasons. But she delivered a very passionate answer uh, in an interview uh, and has continued to do so in subsequent interviews. And now I- I'm, I'm reading little pockets here that Oprah Winfrey's a little pissed about it and that there's a Taraji versus Oprah moment happening right now.
1: Well, first and foremost, I mean, never go up against Oprah. Like, whoever you are, like, it doesn't matter who you are. Don't go up against Oprah because you're going to lose, one. Two, do we think that it's Oprah's, like, I gave you, like, 9,000 rolls and you, like,
2: didn't? Like, what about me? Is that what it is? I think so. But I think that she I, I think Taraji is alluding to like why didn't I get more money on the color purple? I think that's oh. also part of all of this and Ooh. and having to audition for things and blah blah blah. And I, you know, I think that Oprah's just maybe like, why don't you just slow your roll? Yeah. But I don't know. If if Taraji as is Cookie Lion when she gets in the ring with Oprah, I don't know. That might be a draw. I, I yeah, but like. Taraji
1: might feel like she got nothing, but she only then parlayed her time on Empire into becoming a humongous movie star.
2: Uh like, maybe. You- <laughs> like maybe. But she was a movie star before. That's what she's been like griping about because she was Oscar nominated for Benjamin Button. And you know, she was already a big star from uh Baby Boy. And I mean every did Hustle and Flow. I mean, she was already a movie star, and men like upped her. Profile with Empire, and then just either she had a bad team around her, or she's saying that black actresses just don't get the respect that other that other performers get. No, well, she was was saying why why wasn't I huge after Empire?
1: Well, she was also saying that her team had no nothing set up for her, right? Which, like, again, that's what there's no one that has a real conversation with me that's like, I love my agent, like, not one person. Yeah, like it's it really is. I'm surprised that more people don't say like down with agents. Cause it seems that they do nothing and collect so much money. <laughs> right.
2: Like I don't know. For, I don't have one. Like I'd me either. One. I
1: wouldn't know at all, but I'm saying like, it's crazy.
2: How I have a lot of friends that are producers, reality producers who have agents. And I will say that 30% of them are genuinely happy with what they're getting yeah. from their agent. Like, and it's a majority, the majority of them say, that they don't hear from them enough or that they're not putting them up for enough work, um, blah, blah, blah. I also never, like, 100% sure about what an agent does. I mean, I know they're supposed to field offers, according to Tootsie. That's a direct line from my no, screenplay. I am your agent. I am your I field can't. offers. I, can't. Um, <laughs> I can't. But... I mean, beyond that, I, I don't know. Like, some people are like, become best friends with their agent, and the, uh, some other people sue them. I know. It's it crazy. Sounds very it just, toxic. It's,
1: and like, I get, like, I want to hear more about, like, I wish she would tell me more of the story. Like, I want to hear, like, what she thought she was going to have, and then that they just had nothing for her. Yeah. Cause that's fun. I'm like, ready for a documentary about it. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. ready to, like, get into the story. Cause I think it's crazy. I just like they're they live some fantasy life to me. They like are your agent, but like for what?
2: Right. They wear big sunglasses and they're on the phone all day. Yeah.
1: And like what are they saying to anyone ever?
2: Um stuff about their Teslas, I would imagine. I got, And that's you're
1: it. So stupid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um I want to talk about maestro. I want to talk <laughs> I want to talk about this is like Maestro backlash happening that like so many people are dragging it on Twitter because it dropped right before Christmas and everyone is watching it. And some people are like madly in love with it and others are saying that they do not understand what all the fuss is about. Have you seen the film? I have not. On the evening of Christmas, my parents and I watched it and about 45 minutes in, we were not mocking it or trashing it, but it just wasn't for us in that particular moment. And so we're going to delay watching it. But in the interim, I've consulted with many of my associates, uh, a lot of whom love... People who saw it before Christmas, like advanced screenings of it, they all are still in love with it. People who have seen it since Christmas, I think, are being wafted into the the tsunami of hatred for it. Um,
1: And... It's hard when you have a movie like Tar that came out last year that was just like so beloved and like unique because it was about a maestro. You know what I mean? Like right. Like was about like like to have this movie come out a year after Tar is like very tough for me personally.
2: Um. Also, the thing is. You know Bradley Cooper, and I don't fault him for this. He's not the first person to release a movie who's basically they should have just titled the movie "Please, please give me an actor, an Oscar for acting," because <laughs> that is what this is. I mean, it is intended to yeah. be. Yes, a tour de force, and I- I'm sure that it is. But you know, I feel like he's speaking like this the entire time. No. Hi, I'm Lenny. It's like
1: no, tone it down, it's not bad.
2: I mean, it feels that way a little bit. To me, it feels a little bit put on. It's also hard to like be that way when you're acting opposite Carrie Mulligan, who is a global (laughs) treasure. You know what I mean? And like the most, one of the most brilliant, relaxed, like immersed actresses you could ever see on the screen. And then you walk in with a phony nose and you're like, blah, 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 blah. And that then, was House of music- Gucci
1: for me. That was House of Gucci. It was like, here's Adam Driver, who's a legitimate actor, and then here's three charlatans next to him that are... <laughs> like, Al Pacino's dead, and then there's fucking freak number one and freak number two, Lady Gaga, who I love, by the way, and then fucking Joie, like, being... D- 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 Tweedledee and you, Tweedledum. Like truly. I,
2: you've just ensured that I'm gonna watch House of Gucci when we're done here. It's so bad. Time. Like oh everything God. about it. It I was just, so
1: it was such a train
2: wreck. I just love it. when when Jared Jualetto walks out there, like every scene that he's in, it's like watching a cutaway on Family Guy because he's in a no- different <laughs> film <laughs> than everyone else. It really is a different. He's in a God different work during House of Gucci. I'll Dominic. never stop talking about it. <laughs> a cutaway, insane. It is though, <sighs> Dominic. He is on a
1: an, on a planet on his own. He's on the top of the Empire State Building, and everyone else is on the subway.
2: Like and we, it <laughs> is. It is so we don't talk enough about Jeremy Irons being in house of Gucci. Like made what planet did someone say
1: Absolutely no sense.
2: Well, he's like the most British person who's ever, ever walked the earth ever. Except maybe for Daniel Radcliffe. Maybe. I didn't even, no, not
1: even that. I literally couldn't, excuse me, clitorally just heard his whole part in a British accent, even though he didn't have one. Like I just heard his real voice, like coming through the speakers, even though he was pretending to. And the fact that they were speaking in English in Italian, like with offensive Italian accents, I'll never get over for the rest of
2: my life. I don't know. It was it makes very
1: absolutely no sense.
2: It would, that it was it was like putting Jeremy Irons in House of Gucci was like casting Charlize Theron as Sealy in The Color Purple. <laughs> like, why? Who's making these decisions? This is a major motion picture. Oh
1: God, have you seen The Color Purple yet?
2: No, I everyone
1: not. that has seen it told me it's it's absolutely incredible.
2: I've heard that as well. Yeah, yeah I can't wait I'm to go see forward it. To it, are you gonna um, wear purple when you when you watch it?
1: No, but did you see that that woman that was in it and Oprah was at the theater? Oprah was like, what movie are you going to see? And the woman goes, you know what theater, and then she turns around and it's Oprah, and she just immediately starts screaming at the top of her lungs.
2: (laughs) It was really cute. Oh, by the way, going back to Maestro, where we started this, you know who really doesn't like Maestro? (laughs) And who I really wish would... We're going to get to what we think and hope will happen in 2024. This person's absolutely at the tippy top of my list of celebrities that I genuinely want to go away. And I'm putting this person above um, both alleged and convicted rapists. Uh, and that's Megan McCain. I need you to
1: stop. <laughs> Is she... Around because I, oh, I she's
2: around she's around she her and fucking I, I don't know, p- people like Megan McCain and Alyssa Milano, they, they get these hit podcasts and they just become news organizations, I think they're they're always making news. I want Alyssa Milano and Megan McCain's publicists to p- do PR for our podcast because they're always she's in the post almost every day. She said after she watched Maestro. She said, she tweeted, watched Maestro last night and I could barely get through it. I'm frustrated. I wasted what little free time I have open at night with two young kids watching it. Why are so many Oscar buzz movies like this and so disappointing? Who are these movies for? And to that, Megan McCain, (laughs) I asked, who the fuck are you for?
1: How dare you? Why would you be watching Maestro, a movie about one of the like most famous <laughs> composers?
2: Why is that
1: a movie you're watching with your children?
2: I'm frustrated. I wasted what little free time I have. And well, you is... wasted more of it doing this tweet, Shug.
1: Yeah, yeah this X. Um, this is the thing. This is the thing you have people that you trust their opinions on movies. And then there's people that you don't Megan McCain is absolutely at the bottom of every person <laughs> alive's list of this person that I trust about their I don't know. I don't know. movie. I
2: feel, I feel like she's opinion. Millennium Siskel and Ebert. I feel no. like she matters. And
1: it's, and this is the other thing that gets me really upset when people are like, I wanted it to be like this. It's like, but that's not what this movie was. This movie was of this, this and this, and you wanted it to be, avengers endgame and it's not it's <laughs> you know what i'm saying
2: she's like well, why listen, are so many- also going off she was on someone else's podcast this week and started going off on the ladies of the view um she said that the the show's current co-hosts continually mention her in public and she's been off of the show for more than two years so this is what um she said and hang on let me find out what podcast this is from Okay, she was on author Michael Malice's podcast called You're Welcome. And she said, the thing about The View is that I didn't know when I signed my contract with ABC that this is forever. That for the rest of my life, I'm going to be like bullied and yelled at and abused and brought up for years. I haven't been on that show in years. I just didn't know that when I signed to do the show... That I'd have to deal with, like, these crazy old people just yelling about me all the time.
1: (laughs) That's what The View is, Megan. Newsflash.
2: Honestly, that should be under the title of The View. It should just say, crazy old people yelling, just in smaller letters. The View, colon, crazy old people yelling. No one even needs
1: that. No, not one person walking this planet needs that disclaimer for the view
2: there's just too much it's so crazy she's ruining her father's memory and it's so funny
1: you know what's so funny is that like of course the only thing she can do is talk about like guess what you shouldn't do is talk about the view oh it's so annoying whenever all these women talk about me you're doing the exact same thing and that's all you know how to do because it's all that you have is that you used to be on the view
2: i also take issue with the inappropriate And overuse of the word bullied or bullying. And I I don't believe that's what's happening in this case. And I feel like she should know better. So stop. If you don't want them to talk about you, Megan, don't you talk about them either. Be the bigger person. Also,
1: like, have anything. Go watch Maestro again.
2: Seriously. (laughs) Try to understand the lessons that you should Go on Netflix
1: and find, like, I don't know. Like... (laughs) something Uh, some a a coco melon for you and your kids to watch together
2: (laughs) have you seen Wonka no I don't think I'm even going to see it and I I love T. Chalamet I do I don't
1: really have any plans to see it
2: um I am just getting through my producers guild screeners I'm a little bit late watching them this year I did watch poor things yesterday Which I loved. Everyone
1: has been saying it's like crazy.
2: It was, I didn't know what it was about. So I can't even say it was the opposite of what I thought. But yeah, it's just really unique. And Emma Stone is scary good. She's just, she's like a mini Meryl. She's, I I think.
1: They're really, it's the last couple of years, it's like really you can just feel that it's a movie that's engineered to try to be an Oscar winning movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's, it's like her time to be like, okay, I'm going after an Oscar now,
2: but there's a lot of disturbing shit in this movie
1: as well. Yeah. I heard, um, I don't know what it is or why, or what even the point of the movie is, but I've heard that it's like a lot. I'm, I want to see it, it's
2: a long movie too. It's almost two and a half hours long, but it's, it's funny. I mean, Willem Dafoe is in it and this movie has, (laughs) I mean, he's like, deformed in the movie facially. And so they've like made Willem Dafoe even more unusual looking. And it is definitely you have to pause sometimes and go, Phew! All right, I'm ready. Let's get back into this. (laughs) Cause it's just it's a lot. But Emma Stone is good. That movie is really good. On the plane ride to London, I watched the latest Mission Impossible movie. Why? I I could eat a a hundred of those a day. I'm not even where's Shelley. well, she's in the movie. Tom Cruise. She's on the back of Tom Cruise's motorcycle that he drives off a drives off a cliff. And what they don't show is him releasing her from the motorcycle.
1: Your
2: Kill her. Kill um, literally.
1: Well, literally,
2: and it might have been Jade. It might have been Jada Pinkett who killed Shelley the Savage. <laughs> Or oh, do you think Lord. that Shelly actually dispatched Will that do you think that Jada Pinkett Smith dispatched Will Smith to kill Shelly Miscavige?
1: Maybe. You
2: Maybe realize that basically what I'm doing here is I've turned Will Smith into the Manchurian candidate. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just <laughs> or, a hired assassin yeah. hired by Jada Pinkett to kill people. Not even that, that, that he doesn't them. want. He's the robot and I robot
1: now. He's not longer his character. He's the one, the robot that jumps uh, on the roof of his car. Remember? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
0: It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.
2: Wait, I saw another movie that I wanted to tell you about, and I'm mad about it now. What? Well, you know we uh, haven't even
1: talked about and we've been recording for 43 minutes is 20,
2: 2024?
1: Just like how how you're we need to talk about Nicole Scherzinger and Sunset Boulevard. <gasps> we need to talk about the oh ABBA God. voyage. Like, what are okay. we doing here? Okay. We can't so, even make any predictions. Like, this episode's going to be way too long.
2: It's let's. My prediction is that you should all sit down by your phones right now and listen to this very brief and intense review of Pussycat Boulevard, showing now at the Savoy Theater in London, starring Nicole Scherzinger as Norma Desmond in London's West End. She will only be there until this coming weekend, January 6th. I urge you to dip into your children's college funds and buy a ticket to this instead and let your children just work their way through school. I (laughs) have seen Sunset Boulevard many times over the years with several different actresses. This is, when when you say that she's bringing something different to the role, Nicole Scherzinger is not just bringing something different to Sunset Boulevard. She is turning it into just a chapter of the Nicole Scherzinger story. Like, Norma Desmond is still there. (laughs) She's speaking Norma Desmond's words. But the character of Norma Desmond is now someone who acts like Nicole Scherzinger. (laughs) And make no mistake, Nicole Scherzinger is funny. She's a good actress. And she can... She can wail. I mean, if your eyes are closed, God forgive me. If her eyes are closed, if your eyes are closed when she's belting, she's giving Lupone. I'm telling you. Like no, she's got, really? She's got that kind of belt when she's like at the at her peak in her range. Just note by note, she just becomes Lupone. She's not nearly the actress that Patty Lupone is and never would be. Um, but, oh, and I just realized, I didn't until now, I just realized that, Patti Lapone played the role in London and then was fired when it came to New York. How weird, interesting, very interesting. Wait, so it was good. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, it's a very it's a stripped-down production, you know, there's no sets, it's all actors dressed in black and white and um you know, it's still Andrew Lloyd Webber music, it's still it's still not tightly written, like there are still holes in it, but it's still the story is wonderful. You know, I mean, the original Billy Wilder story of Sunset Boulevard is wonderful, and it's funny because Nicole Scherzinger is 42 years old, which is what the character of Glorious of, of uh Norma Desmond is supposed to be. I mean, she's supposed to be like in her early 40s. Not is,
1: 98, like, what's her name? Not, like, in her <laughs> 70s,
2: which Glenn is and was the last time she played. Where it's yeah, just like, like
1: la- last year. Like, truly, like, five months right. ago. Where <laughs> it's, no, it's, like, five it's five supposed six. to be
2: Hollywood turned their back on you because you aged out in middle age, not because you can't get up the stairs without seeing people carrying you, you know, which was, yeah. like... <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, Nicole Scherzinger, and there are, like, you see there are a lot of video elements in the show and a giant screen and with, with handheld cameras inches from everyone's face. And you see every, every wrinkle, every nook and cranny of everyone's face in the show and right up there. And, you know, Nicole Scherzinger is incredibly glamorous. And to see someone shot that close, who's that like, glamorous and
1: like, yeah. is, uh,
2: you know, like mildly jarring because many people don't do that. And, uh, but she owned it. I mean, she sang the shit out of it and was just very Nicole Scherzinger. You know, she's got like a Broadway voice, but she's still, she's still Pussycat Dolls when it comes to the arrangements. Like she can't yeah. sing the word I, she can't go, I, she's always got to go, I, hey. you know, she's yeah, always like got to put the H yeah, in it. Like 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 <laughs> yeah, like loosen up
1: my buttons. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. It was,
1: she can't, she can Have gets- you ever seen, have you ever seen the video, of the guy who, it's one of Eric and I's favorite videos. And it's like all the other girls in the pussycat dolls. And it's like Nicole Singer, Scherzinger singing. And then the other ones are like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh. And then they're doing, we like, have talked no about the one guy has like before. a fake leg. He like
2: holds his fake leg up and he's like, uh-huh.
1: And it's like them doing splits. Like it's so funny. <laughs>
2: She is barefoot and in a slip oh, the entire Lord. show. She's in phenomenal shape. And I thought you were going to tell me that she
1: was like an absolute fucking cuckoo bananas, like beyond. She
2: is. I mean, she 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 definitely is. But this is currently like the hottest ticket on the West End right now. I hope it's crazy. It here. Good for her. Good for her. Honestly, I, I really good for her. Yeah, because I think it really did bring a new, something new to the role. Where it's like she's just. Washed up at 40, which is what the story is supposed to be about. Yeah. Not washed up at 80. And it's just funny. Cause this is what 40 looks like. Now it looks like. Twenty from um,
1: yeah, yeah, it's like you're you're working more than you ever had, would,
2: right? Have. And speaking then I saw of, the Abba show, and it was th- yeah. I was gonna it say, was, speaking of
1: eighty year olds, tell me right. about the Abba voice. It was like great. The it was show.
2: It was it was more than what I like. I know what a hologram looks like, and I've seen it on the internet, and so I knew I was gonna be like, oh my god, it's like real people are there. But the big achievement is like this show takes place in an actual arena. Like there are thousands of people there every day and just the production value of the show and the lights in the arena and stuff you really feel like you are at an actual concert and more than half the arena is a dance floor like the dance pit Stop. Um, oh my
1: god i want to go so bad
2: you i will go again if we go to london together we'll definitely go it was so much fun oh my god people but you know my mom there. and i
1: you know my mom and i were just singing like the s like Abba that parody. That is so, things, That's the like whole. the funniest thing they did all
2: year. No, it's except for so Lisa funny. from Temecula, that Abba yeah. thing is like the funniest. No, the thing
1: Abba like thing was like beyond. Like all my mom and I did for five days was go la la li la fa la li la la. <laughs> like all we did, like it was so fucking funny. And I'm like, fuck, why did I not go to Abba Voyage last year when I was in London?
2: But I hadn't been to Europe since before COVID, and I love London and. I, I, I saw I saw several other shows while I was there. One of them I don't want to talk about because I didn't get to see it because uh, I was I was dressed and and then my grinder went off and I just didn't go to the show. Dear ended, God just, in heaven! But I'm just telling you, I, it was, I was it was this play about John Gilgood and Richard Burton. But I don't know what to tell you. It was my last night in London and. Um, I made this. I made the choice. I made the choice. Okay. I chose Carnal. I'd seen enough shows. And <laughs> Jesus I chose, Christ! I chose to be in one that night—a private show. <laughs> <laughs> it took me something unnecessary to say oh, on the podcast, God. but it was really true. So I hope, I hope whoever was sitting in the seat next to me in the dress circle for the motive and the cue enjoyed the seat for their coat that night. Oh my God! Because I paid. Oh, speaking
1: for of me. okay, speaking of shows. We need to do our predictions we've been talking for fifty minutes, and now we don't like people are people are leaving people are walking away. We have to do our predictions
2: i I don't believe people are walking away. I think that they're just um but I want to say one thing about Paris, which is where I spent new year's mm-hmm. There are an abundance of prêt à manger in Paris, and I found it disturbing i'm just yeah. going to leave it at that who okay. who how how this is fake joke french food to us how is it an actual restaurant there
1: i think it's french it's
2: i mean it, it just I, I didn't know that it was actually french i no, know the we all have day, like the shit
1: ass b- bullshit version i think or did they have, did they also have
2: that i wouldn't go inside every time oh, okay. i have their tuna i get heartburn every yeah. time <laughs> every time they huh? have great cookies though also everyone in france smokes i forgot Everyone in France smokes, and everyone brings their dogs everywhere, and their dogs smoke. Dear God. They oh, bring their I dogs smoking. everywhere? Everywhere. Really? Yeah. Bars, restaurants, Ugh. stores. I mean, it happens occasionally in the U.S., but they the, everyone has a dog there, a dog that smokes that they bring into church <laughs> and the bathhouse <laughs> everywhere. I'm just, just picturing a dog dogs. smoking a
1: cigarette, and it's so funny.
2: All right, now it's time to talk about 2024. I don't have any sound effects for it. We have no No, guests this week, listeners. It's just us. We're just rambling on. That's how we wanted to start the year.
1: Dominic, what are your 2024 predictions in pop culture?
2: Here are my 2024 predictions in pop culture. I believe that there's a presidential election coming up next year and that in an effort to ignore All of it, I'm going to descend deeper into a world where I believe that everything is controlled by uh, the Real Housewives and Kim Petras, basically. That's that's my prediction right there, is that this podcast is going to be needed more than ever by the citizens of the world, because we're not going to talk about the election on it. That's my first prediction. My second prediction is that there's going to be a wave of predator- Lawsuit settlements in the first six months of 2024.
1: Okay. Meaning,
2: uh, Sean P. Diddy Combs, uh, Russell Brand, like ones
1: we already know Nigel about are going to be settled. I
2: think it's, I think one Got after it. the other, they're all just going to start coming down like dominoes. That's I know, say. just do. And that, uh, why not just fucking settle?
1: Like you're filthy rich, just settle,
2: right? Well, I think in certain cases, they're not being given that option. I mean, it's, it's some of these are. Potentially criminal, not well. Sure,
1: no, yes, but like, I don't know. I mean, it's horrible of me to say. I mean, like, sure, like, right? I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, it's this
2: has nothing to. This has nothing to do with us believing any. No, I just making the accusations. It has to do with. Um, it has to do with all famous men being accused of sexual assault.
1: Well, that's the there you go, Dominic. But what
2: is it? I mean, it's so funny, like. This whole Jeffrey Epstein doc dump that's happening this week, it's like Bill Clinton and Donald Trump are two of the names on the register list flying on the plane. It's like yeah, but of we've course known they that are. for and yeah. they're both presidents of the United States. Like what what how it's a very small group of people here that are running everything and they're they like to assault each other. <laughs> <laughs> but they harsh. really do. Is that a requirement yeah. of fame? is just to hit people with your dick or put your hand up their skirt? I don't understand. To bounce off of that,
1: I think that we're going to get one of my first predictions of 2024. You know how we were like in this retrospective of like Pam and Tommy and like Pamela Anderson and now like Paris Hilton is getting her like retrospective thing. And like we're kind of re-examining Britney and all that stuff. I think the 2010s, like early 2010s is going to have a wave of that as well. Like people that got famous in like the time of... Right before social media became what it was and kind of like before influencers, but like the gossip girl days and the glee days and like
2: mm-hmm. that
1: era of the twenty tens, I think is gonna get reexamined.
2: In what and and in what way? Like we're gonna documentaries, start- people writing
1: books, like People on the internet, like, talking about these celebrities that were popping up in the 2010s. I think But that not being is really...
2: canceled because of the content. No. Gosh. No,
1: but, like, from what Pamela Anderson... Pamela Anderson's like, hi, you remember me. I was an uh, absolute icon of the world. Then I ran away forever. Right. Here I am again. I'm going to tell my story on my terms. And I'm going to be on red carpets again with no makeup. That Someone whether that's Ashley Tisdale from High School Musical. How dare you bring her name
2: here? How dare you bring her name onto this podcast? Or like
1: someone else that's happening. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: (laughs) I'm still not over
1: it. Not actually 'cause I'm joking about her, but like someone in that realm, or like people from Glee like coming out about uh Ryan Murphy, or like how bad it was there, or like that Leah Michelle can't read, like those people, <laughs> or something in that world, people from Gossip Girl like coming back and being like, I don't know. There's well, something don't in that back realm. A few years
2: before that. I don't know why you're reminding me of this, but James Vanderbeek um posted something on Instagram about just about his predictions for 2024 or something, or like, like an inspirational quote for 2024. He thinks the world's problems can be solved oh, Lord. by looking within the problems themselves and seeing that the solution is in there. And he used. Yeah. Wiping <laughs> wait, soot. Wait, he used wait, wait, cleaning wait. soot off of the glass on his wood burning stove with the soot from the fireplace itself. And the whole reason I even brought him up is because God. I swear to you, when I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw James Vanderbeek, at this point I I thought he was um, elderly actor James Cromwell when I was scrolling <laughs> through because that's who he looked like. He looked like the farmer from Babe. That's how old James Vanderbeek <laughs> is now. Was he like having a Luke Perry moment when he was on Dawson's Creek? Like, was he 40 and in high school then? I don't know. I actually don't know. I think he was a kid.
1: Well, he's not anymore. Well, he did. Well, back in the day, he was like on shows as himself, and they were like, Isn't he still hot? So that's that funny was that now funny.
2: What show was that? Don't Trust the Bee in, trust the B in 20, Apartment 23, which is a great, a show. great show. A great well, like,
1: show. A retrospective on that. Not really, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure. talking that era i'm like the very beginning of streaming like that i think we're far enough away from it that that's what's gonna start popping up that's a prediction and i think that you're very astute that you said in the fixie awards which by the way we have not not even brought up and so many people loved and everyone has been saying how excited they are for next year already oh i love that like could they loved the fixie awards so we can't wait to put well, on an even greater show.
2: Well, I don't know how year. much greater you're going to get than the audio I don't know that either. I provided this year. So,
1: <laughs> but what you said about Brangelina, I'm like, yeah, uh huh. like the hammer's coming down. It is like coming there's going to be, and not that everyone's going to get canceled or this or that or whatever, but like, I think we're going to th- dive deep into their relationship.
2: Yeah. And I, I th- think there, I, I wish that there would be like a definitive book that would come out about brangelina i wish i I, I, I don't know who has to write it if even if it's one of the kids who's the kid that called brad pitt an asshole on father's day
1: shiloh i think (laughs) that
2: that whoever that kid should write the book or just do a series of tiktoks (laughs) or something but this is the year brad pitt falls i'm telling you it's definitely that year i
1: also think it it ties into the like that was that era too kind of like i i almost think that like the the famous couples is going to get like a resurgence. Like we're going to go back and like, look at
2: maybe there's going to be an upheaval you know, though. I'm going to say this right now on this podcast, JLo and Ben Affleck split up by the end of the show.
1: Dominic, I was about to go there. I really? swear. I swear to yeah. you. They're and I stopped happy.
2: myself. They're just nice. You, you see it every time. But it's they're not happy. They're, it's it's going to be, it's going to be over. They were like, you know what would be great is if people were
1: like freaking out that we were getting back together. Like that'd be so funny. And then they actually got married, and now they're like, it, they "Wait, too we're far. married." They wake up every morning and they're like, "We're married." Like they are so over each other. It's not even funny. They
2: they hate. They're gonna hate each other when they this hate is each over. other. There's no doubt. She's they gonna divorce do. him and probably marry um, Diddy. I'm kidding about that last part, but uh,
1: <laughs> no, I.
2: I swear to you, I had the same thing. I swear to you. Um, A movie that I'm looking forward to this year mostly is uh, Furiosa, the prequel for uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Did you see that movie? Yes. Loved and live. And uh, the role that was originated by Charlize Theron will be played by Anya Taylor-Joy, who I love, but I don't trust. She's almost too good. Too pretty, and she might be. She might be be good.
1: I think she's a good. I think she'll be. I think she's gonna.
2: Oh, I think she'll nail it, but her press appearances will freak me out because I think she's she's too perfect.
1: Oh, I think that we're gonna get a lot of influencers breaking down and being like this whole world. Like, remember, like when they first started, and then there was those few that like detracted and were like everything on Instagram is fake. And here's like a manifesto about why my whole life is a lie. I think that a lot of that is going to happen this year.
2: Interesting.
1: It's we're at a fever pitch. Every single person is like, thinks that they're a fucking influencer and is like putting up like a year in review or like this and this thing. And like all these different hacks, like everyone just thinks that they ever, they have like a whole fan base and they just don't. And like, I just feel it being so oversaturated that I think that, There's going to be like a big, something big is going to happen with the influencers. I'm telling you.
2: I think that there needs to be an alternate. There needs, you know, we have the view and then we have the talk, which has added men to it. So it's obviously now a substandard version of the view. There needs to be a third answer to all of this where it needs I don't know what we would call it but it needs to be like these pop culture outcast people like five of these people at a table here's who I want I want Gypsy Rose Lee at this table I want I Love
1: that you call her Gypsy Rose Lee <laughs> Is it just Gypsy Rose <laughs> It's Gypsy Rose Blanchard is her last Oh, God. Name.
2: Why do I keep saying
1: Gypsy Rose? Well, because Gypsy Rose Lee oh, is the name God, of the from main the character fucking, in Gypsy. God, because I'm yeah. an
2: elderly gay person. My
1: favorite musical of all time, by the way. I know I've never to the whole thing.
2: I am unsurprised <laughs> about okay, that. Okay, continue.
1: Continue. Gypsy Rose Lee. I want I to see you were Gypsy doing Rose a Blanchard. Blanchard.
2: No, I want Gypsy Rose Blanchard. I want Rachel Dolezal at that table. I, <laughs> of let's just put a couple of other people here. Like, this is the pitch I'm giving to you, Hollywood. Do this. Because the moderator of this- should be Meghan Megan Markle. Like there's absolutely no, she's got get nothing George, else. Go, get George, George Santos, Santos in there. He's right but in he's there. A, he's he's... got to be dressed as Kitara guitar Yeah, he, cor- hopes. he can't be percent. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what Megan Markle has up her sleeve, but she's been quiet for almost a full year. I know. And she is, I don't know what she's planning something, but I'm telling you,
1: it's dropping. I want, let's
2: play this back in January of 2025. I will have spoken about her for at least 20% of my holiday show next year because she's you know take over I, pop Dominic
1: You are you couldn't be more right if you tried.
2: I don't know what she's it's gonna be.
1: Waiting in the wings. I don't know with with what, but it's a loaded gun. I know. That.
2: I'm, re- <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading a lot on the internet recently that says that she wants. To go back to the UK, that they want back in the no. family. Yeah. family. No. Yep. Well, you know that, wait, I, the fact that
1: we have not spoken about this enough, that they got out of their Spotify contract and people revealed that she didn't even do the real interviews with the guests and they had a producer do it and then edit her in as if she
2: was interviewing them. Are you aware of this? I am not aware of that. And it really disappoints me, to be honest. Like the fact that that is not
1: the first thing that everyone brings up about her is like one good for her because it's, it's very incriminating and and detrimental. Well, sure. I mean,
2: that's quite a workload. That
1: is, I mean, like the fact that we don't talk about this every day is, is a crime. That's terrible. Yes. Like a producer interviewing them and then she would just record on her own separate from it. Like her asking them questions.
2: That really upsets me about her. Because I was hoping that she'd have a big work. I was hoping that the work ethic would make up for some of the other critiques. But apparently that isn't the case. The other thing I'm thinking about is I love that she got out of, they got out of that Spotify um, contract so easily without any penalties. But if I wanted to cancel Spotify, they'd keep billing me for like seven months. Don't even get me started on LA Fitness. (laughs) I left there in 2018 and I still occasionally pay one month. A year.
1: No. Are you serious?
2: It pops up on my fucking credit card once in a while. It was terrible.
1: That's insane.
2: So um, Pret-a-Manger we think, is an actual French company that just I think is selling so. French
1: food here. I I think so. I You're back mean. there. I'm Googling it right now. Where I'm going back to many is, places. From?
2: My friend Liam James Daniel, by the way, on Facebook, has said that people are referring to Maestro as La Vie on Nose.
1: <laughs> wait that's really
2: good Jay is british it's british okay i don't know wait
1: Someone. love the nose that's really isn't that
2: hilarious funny.
1: yeah it's also just no like we had tar we
2: had tar okay what? i guess was, who's a you know well, it really it wasn't was. fiction, but they, they, they No, the no it sure was wasn't. But but we
1: had tar. Do you know what I mean? Like, why are you doing this to us?
2: <laughs> yeah, but you love and tar, tar th- so much. You want classical music to cease to exist because it won't get better than it was in
1: tar. I'm just saying, like, you're not going to get better than Kate Blanchett doing this. Like, Bradley Cooper, you're great, but you're not going to be well, better. That's than why them. he
2: used this voice because they blee 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 blee. I'm a homosexual. <laughs> Do you want to get married?
1: <laughs> is it really that bad if you watched it?
2: I watched the first forty five minutes.
1: Oh, you told me is it is it really was it really that bad?
2: It wasn't bad. it's just it's a mood. You just got to really be in yeah. the mood for it. And like I said, we weren't like mocking it. We just said that we're not in the mood for this particular thing tonight. Got I did it. see the holdovers as well, and I thought that it was fantastic with Paul Giamatti, the great Paul Giamatti, yeah. Um, any other predictions before we go, (laughs) you like, stop talking about current events and talk about the future. My predictions are this. The Golden Globes are going to be an unmitigated disaster. I don't know the person who's hosting. Wait, that.
1: I had written down to write that the New Year's Rock and Eve was going to be an, unmitig- was an unmitigated disaster, and I forgot all about it because I was filled with rage. But I wanted to quote you saying, "To quote you, Dominic, New Year's Rock and Eve was an unmitigated disaster."
2: Unmitigated disaster. I can tell you that this podcast is going to continue to blossom and thrive during twenty twenty four. And it's just a matter of time before we're going to force you to see our faces. You've asked. Don't make. Chris does not want to do it. I'm telling you. I don't want to do it. I want the privilege of my face to be in all of your homes. That's what I want for you. That's my wish for you. Maybe a special episode here and there. Have you heard about Generation Alpha? By the way, the articles are now coming forth about Generation Alpha is it's the only generation. But I don't know. I don't understand how this is true. It's the only generation born fully in the 21st century. The oldest are about 13 and the youngest will be born this coming year. It's called generation alpha born between 2010 and 2024. They're seen as a landmark generation and they're expected to be the largest generation in history at more than 2 billion people. Generation alpha is mostly the children of millennials Um, their immediate predecessors belong to Gen Z, who could take over baby boomers in the workplace in 2024, by the way. Um, and they are called iPad kids, Generation Alpha, because they are the first generation to be fully tableted as far as a nanny goes.
1: I mean, yeah. Have I heard of this generation of human
2: beings? Yes, Dominica, I have. I have not heard of them until today when I was, when I was like, oh, no. hey Siri, yeah. what's up with 2024? And she was like, well, Generation Alpha is going to fucking take over.
1: Yeah. Oh, Lord. I can't.
2: I can not Okay. My prediction is pr- that Siri will terrorize me for the whole yeah, year. Yeah, well, that's, that's a reality. That's not even a prediction. <laughs> that's a
1: reality you live every day. Other predictions for me, I think there's going to be a lot of A-list celebrities really trying to be reality stars not in the sense of like them going on like a reality show but like the Beckhams documentary that was so successful Mm -hmm. like there's going to be so many A-list celebrities trying to infiltrate our line of work that it's going to be one insufferable for us personally but also like there's going to be so many A-list celebrities trying to do things that aren't be actors or singers and like much like you and I can attest to, they'll try for 15 minutes and then realize it's way much work than showing up to set for one day and then doing your lines and leaving. And then they'll leave, but they're going to try
2: <laughs> because they'll probably realize that being themselves actually requires more acting than acting. And they'll just go back <laughs> yeah. to acting. Yes. Um, Cause the Beckhams are really taking that to the bank. I mean, when David Beckham tweeted uh, just yesterday, he was like, just having a lovely new year's lunch with the in laws, they drove their Rolls Royce home from this meal. I, I mean, it's hilarious and genius. Yeah. And she'll, you know, she talks in the documentary about people screaming like Posh Spice takes it up the ass. But this Rolls Royce thing has now eclipsed that as the thing everyone will think about her for the rest of her life. It's, it's, but that being said, like we're talking about them again.
1: They were like, That's they were the like in a couple. But again, they were like an it couple of this time that is like risk that I think is going to resurge. And now it's like they're just they're right back there. They've like reminded us that they were an it couple and it's worked. Cause like, what is he doing now? Nothing. They were everywhere for like five or six years. Everywhere. Is there
2: going to be another uh, Spice Girls reunion tour? I hope so. Because they can never get Victoria to do it. Now that maybe she's popular again, maybe she'll she'll deign to do it.
1: No, but I don't think she needs to do it now.
2: I mean, she's likely going to be a grandmother or close to it at this time next year. Anyway, yeah, I bet right. that her that, like that so old. I, I bet that Brooklyn's wife is going to get pregnant just to piss her off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey she'll Siri, how old
2: is Victoria Beckham? Victoria Beckham is forty-nine years old, so she'll be fifty. Yeah, next year. Do you like how I did that math so instantly? Live? Yeah, plus one. Um, (laughs) I wonder she'll be a grandmother before 50. Wouldn't that be hilarious? All right.
1: Well, I also just predict that we have a lot coming down the pipe here. I'll tell you that much right now.
2: Yes. We will have news breaking regularly about our expansion and all sorts of other really fun things.
1: We'll be back next week with a normal episode. Thank you for letting us predict and just ramble on about absolutely nothing for about. Yeah,
2: thanks for letting us just talk shit. Like, thanks for having a drink with, with uh, Chris and Dom today. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah, what this was for real. All
1: right, well, Dominic, I wish you well. And where's Shelly?
2: Oh, I have this neck cream too that I'm going to put on. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on right before next week's fix, and we'll see if my neck is on fire by the end of the episode. Okay. And I will also videotape that and put it on Instagram and you can see it going on my neck. And this was given to us by a listener in Los Angeles It's called Beverly Hills MD is the brand. So that sounds good. Mark your calendars for next week to listen to me scream bloody murder when the listener poisoned (laughs) me with neck acid.
1: (laughs) Why do you think it's going to burn? I don't know.
2: I'm going to pretend it's going to anyway. I'm okay. telling you that right now. If you you want no to idea. just listen to me he Dominic, screamed. I could have, I could have predicted in. that, okay? <laughs> Tune in next week when I scream like a lady. A lady Again. whose neck is on fire. <laughs> we love you, All listeners.
1: Right. We love you. Um, this was absolutely... Speaking of an unmitigated disaster, this was an unmitigated disaster, but... We'll be back next week with another great episode. We I feel love you like all. this
2: was actually a mitigated disaster. Oh, by the yeah. way, Chris, where can the listeners find you?
1: They can find me at the Chris De Rosa, and you can find the show at Fixing Famous People. Dominic, where can the listeners find you? My
2: website is DominicTerry.com, and on socials, you can find me at Dominic Pupa. Chris, do you have one final question for our listeners? Where is Shelly? Goodbye.